right, here's part two of Ian's episode. If you haven't heard part one, roll back and listen to it. I I, I feel like um, yourself and like Mask Audio as a company does just seem like the perfect pairing. Like it's it's odd that that, that mm. it was just sort of happenstance that that's how it came together, but it feels yeah. like it was meant meant to be. Maybe I know, and yeah, I'm I've thought that too, and I kind of wonder what of that is us being like, always being the perfect pairing and it just worked out the mm-hmm. way it was supposed to. And what of that is him uh, approaching me pretty early on in yeah. when I was doing videos and kind of steering my interests. Cause the other thing that I think shocks people, I know I've said this on my podcast on my Patreon, but I don't know if I've said this, um, anywhere else. I didn't like fuzz until like months into doing demos and I tried more and more fuzz or mm. I guess when I played the small sound, big sound stuff, I liked yeah. it. Even mm. at the time I was like mini and, um, the team awesome, uh, which yeah. both the mini is like not really a fuzz and the team awesome has a blend and I liked it cause you could, rid of the fuzz uh, <laughs> essentially uh yeah. and so it's like i was more like essentially overdrive distortion and then a bunch of delay and reverb and mm. when i started channel i then was like okay well like i'm looking at a guitar shop and post sonic and like the uh, only dealers at the time who were focused on boutique different Metals mm-hmm. and just buying what I had never heard of, and so I would buy some things that were fuzzes and then try them. And say, oh, I actually really like that, and then that led to like basically everything that I do now. It's like my pedal board for my band Buck Garden is all fuzz and one delay and one reverb. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a natural way to go uh, when you're looking into guitar sounds and stuff because it's, especially when you first start sort of thinking about the way that you're approaching sort of sound design with guitar playing. Um, I think like fuzz as as a sort of spectrum of sounds, it gives like the widest variety. Like there's, there's so many different ways that you can approach that sound and you can really like put your own unique spin onto that stuff and just stacking two fuzz pedals together like like the um process for putting putting park garden together is a completely different thing then it's uh or like the uh the double devi ever uh circuits where as soon as you put two things together it's something else again so it's sort of infinite there's just an infinite amount of possibilities that you can sort of dig into with, with fuzz as opposed to just like an overdrive or um, as, as it, as nice as an overdrive can sound, it is essentially get loud with a bit of <laughs> grit to it. As, whereas a yeah. fuzz can just decimate everything. Uh, mm. Pretty much everything else is easier to comprehend. Yeah. And when there's something different, it's still like, fits within that box or it makes sense. Um, like even as far as like a lot of the like digital kind of not really delays, but they're delays now. Yeah. 
like that you you listen to it and you hear what you played come back and it's like, okay it's a delay like it it still falls in the box because yeah. it's it's so wide and i think at least for me i have to assume a lot of other people with this experience but my only experience with fuzz was a big muff mm-hmm. and just like i couldn't understand why you would want to use that um now i've kind of come around on it but still it's yeah. like, like even with like playing like shoegaze and you want to disappear it just doesn't feel right to me like there's better ways no. to do that to me mm-hmm. The first time you kick on a big muff in a in a full band setting, especially as a teenager, and you're like, and it you just disappear. It is totally like, well, I'm not using that again. That's you <laughs> right. can't hear anything, and it does take a a while, I guess, for you to naturally want to be like, oh, well, actually, it does sound if it sounds this good when I'm playing it in my bedroom, then there's got to be aspects that can that can be brought into the band situation. Right. Uh, I remember I remember having exactly the same experience and being like, why would I use this over like my marshal or like <laughs> or a boost or something and being like i just and yeah same thing a couple of years later i was just like oh okay i get it now <laughs> yeah it's supposed boost to sound is like another that. one like fuzz takes you a while to like really mm. get you have to have the mm. right amp or right pedals or the right boost that like reshapes yeah. um because a boost can make even like not a dirt pedal sound different. Yeah. There's like the right interaction, but that doesn't always happen. And mm-hmm. so that was a similar thing of like, why would I want something like every boost is the same. They just make you louder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where some of that like technical knowledge of like, there's other way there's like increasing volume is not done by just increasing volume. You can yeah. do it with, transistor or an op amp or like all these different ways that have mm-hmm. different characteristics and i think circling back to that knowledge as well and you know the way that that your demos in particular are put out like there is a lot of false knowledge out there and oh, like God, yeah. they're like classic jokes of like <laughs> oh yeah it's just a tube screamer it's just a clone <laughs> it's just a xyz you know it's just a rat and like mm. having just that little bit of like either little bit of people taking the knowledge into their own hands or having someone to translate for them or just read yeah. the manual let's be honest like a lot of people just don't read manuals that do it yeah it does it does a lot <laughs> it does a lot yeah with so like from there with park garden now we're in the era of park garden ge and that well that was a very pretty recent change right yeah i think the uh Alec had done that for his mailing list subscribers first. Mm. So I think we did that last year and then um, just waited, you know, just kind of sitting on it of like making it. We redid the art to have like the full mm. color thing. Um, and like there were some other um, like reasons to wait other than just giving space but also it's like we wanted Alex's idea from the start was like it's exclusive and then won't be for the next one and so like there will be some time um and so uh 
Yeah, basically that was one prototype. It was all Alex's idea. He sent it to me, and um, I was like, this is perfect. I have no mm. notes. <laughs> and it strangely sounds like what I wanted Park Garden to sound like. And we okay, ended up whoa. going in this fuzzier direction. But um, what I like was the like in Park Garden, how I use it a lot of the time. I've grown to like see in it the things that I didn't set out wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I found other sounds that I you know, love just as much as what was originally my favorite. But at when we released it, my favorite sound was with, texture knob all the way down so it had like very little of the like velcro um fuzz aspects mm-hmm. and it was just a like brighter bubble muff essentially mm-hmm. um kind of it like because i was looking for that like preamp drive sound which then became a real thing and there's like so many of them now mm-hmm. where at the time uh, there weren't really any, and just the idea for that became this, especially with both Alec and my interests, it's easy for it to become this, you know, really gnarly fuzz. And so then just, you know, there were some other small tweaks just to make the germanium sound good. Um, essentially, it's just swapping in the germanium. It lowered the gain so much that it's like, that nice preamp drive for like 60% of the range. And then you get a little bit of gnarly fuzz. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what I had originally thought. And so, um, you know, like I said, I give all the credit to Alec on that one. And, um, you know, it's just like really kind of perfect for me. Um, And like, he's got a, a really good, way of distinguishing things it's very different from park garden Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of overlap but they're not the same pedal even though it's the same circuit um and then when we did cascader the idea was essentially the one knob park garden it's two Mm -hmm. foot switches and Mm -hmm. it's just volume and the second foot switch adds the second in stage he said okay, but we have to lean into a different territory because I don't want it to be just the same thing. Yeah. And so he had like a really good way of picturing how everything works together and creates like something where really all have separate uses and it's not just like, oh, get the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're for separate people or, you know, theory you could put all three on a pedal board and they do cover your different yeah the, the whole spectrum that's awesome i i i really i remember when cascader came out and i i, I wasn't like on the school of like one knob pedals they just like didn't interest me at the time but then i remember mm. with that one i was just like oh okay this is like i can fuck with this yeah. <laughs> it's just like a huge sound with no thinking attached which is perfect for me most of the time yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, I feel like there was a brief era of everyone doing just perfect one knob fuzzes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Alec and I both had the idea separately because we were 
seeing and playing so many and it was like this is so good and yeah like it's also a fun challenge of um good one up fuzz is so much harder to make and uh, like the less knobs a pedal has the harder it is essentially um I, probably by like double yeah each knob you have it gets like half as easy you know or half as hard um because yeah you have to decide what does the pedal sound like and we even couldn't do it so we ended up adding toggle switch for the two modes so we kind of like cheated of okay well we can't pick between these two options so we'll just do both um but it was like kind of more a challenge of like what like everybody else is doing this and doing it really well mm-hmm. and alec mm-hmm. has like the he has on a lot of different two knob pedals that are basically you know gain volume and yeah. all sound awesome and so mm-hmm. it was like let's simplify even further and just do volume and you kind of have just like a preset fuzz and um yeah it's like a one knob fuzz the bill chain from um uh black mass electronics that's on my um mm-hmm. oh yeah board. that's like an amazing it's you know the same thing just an amazing fuzz and it's like I just have it cranked because mm-hmm. you know it's like when i turn that on it just like cuts through everything and i don't have to mm-hmm. think about it yeah kind of like the like you know turning on like uh, invincibility in the video game it's like <laughs> like you you've like unlocked yeah, yeah. the cheat and you can just like everything else like you've got to worry a little bit of like is this going to work is this going to work and then one knob fuzz is like yeah it'll work it's, it's the fun. mario superstar <laughs> yeah <laughs> kill chain's funny like i remember same like you just having it fully cranked it's just the sound out of that pedal for me as well like i think because of the way it like shifts I think it shifts the EQ when it's fully cranked. It's just like you know that. it's just a fierce. Th- I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But it's probably just sure. hammering your amp as well, which just <laughs> does oh, yeah. make everything sound better. It's mm. true. And something I've really learned over, uh, I was like always a clean amp pedal platform guy, yeah. and now I'm like, oh, give me something to just yeah, 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 a little destroy. bit. Of... I think mm. the best I've ever sounded um, with. Uh, my band Bot Garden, which is like kind of like Sonic Youth meets Modest Mouse meets me pretending that I'm in a shoegaze band. Um, <laughs> and so it's just like really loud, fuzzy, yeah, uh, like indie rock. And the best I've sounded was when my pedal board wasn't working for some reason. And so just used my long sword into jcm 800 at the practice yeah. maze we were at mm. <laughs> and yeah just like turned it up yeah yeah yeah. Oh, this just this sounds better <laughs> uh, mm, yes john i mean it's it's just volume as well volume is like yeah it's just my favorite mm. thing in the world i think it's just as soon as it gets loud it just there's it's the feeling as well you know of that it's just pushing air it's it's my philosophy for everything design wise is just make it louder, make it louder, just 
always seems to work out or at least to my ears i don't know where their customers are getting pedals and be like why is it so fucking loud but um we've talked about that before where we talked about i can't remember if it was like on a podcast or just us chatting but like when we were talking about testing pedals whether it's like with mm-hmm. new testing designs or if i like get a new pedal i'm always excited to take it to like a band practice and play it yeah to a, oh yeah it feels really loud different. <laughs> yeah 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 um, and hearing it in that band mix as well, like with the big muff that disappears, is uh, obviously a lot of modern pedals don't tend to do that. As all this seems to be at least designed in that people would want to hear you play. But it's uh, this, yeah, kicking on a new, especially when you've just designed something, it's fresh. Like you've listened to it on your little tiny workshop amp, and then you go to the practice space and just hammer it. It's there is something so satisfying about doing that. I think. Um, you probably get it when, when you've taken the part because I'm assuming you're testing part garden at all sorts of volumes. The interesting thing is, um, Alec certainly has a little bit more freedom there because he's, uh, you know, in uh, like the suburbs and yeah. he's, he's in a house, he can turn up louder. Um, I like living in an apartment, in New York, I never know, like. I'm I'm like always trying to be conscious of my neighbors and so I'll turn up but there's like a little bit of a limit and then when I go to like a band practice or something where it's like okay I'm allowed to just like go all out here and so partly that like I prefer turning things up I've got my setup kind of dialed in where my amp is being attenuated so much that when I turn things up and like, I'm like, I'm not pushing as much air, but I'm like making less sound with like settings that would feel that way. And like, I, that's how I hear 90% of the pedals I play. And so it's like kind of, even just when I started, um, not miking, I moved, um, to Brooklyn uh, after I started, I had lived in New York and then moved to Philly and I was filming. I, I started my videos there. And so I was miking amp. I had a little bit more freedom. And then when I moved back to Brooklyn, I bought um, uh, a UA Ox. Oh, nice. Yeah. Islandly. Mm. And eventually kind of now I'm using the uh, two notes captor. Oh, yeah, eventually yeah. kind of like dialed in my setup and streamlined things but it took me a really long time to get used to hearing tar through studio monitors instead of the amp oh yeah the ampler mm-hmm. stuff is so i mean like i i love the captor x um but it's the first time i plugged it in i, I think i was just expecting too much do you know what i mean like yeah. i wanted to be like oh i'm literally just playing at full volume in a room but um I have to tell myself, I'm like, nah, this is mic'd up. This is like, perfect for a sound guy. And um, I still have to record everything with a microphone, but I think that's more just because yeah. I'm a creature of habit. You know, I can't think outside of what I've been doing repeatedly for, for years. It's. I do think there's a, a small difference and it's enough where, um, you know, for a demo, it doesn't matter yeah. as much. And like even um, I've talked to my friend um, Chris Teddy, who plays in the band 
the world is a beautiful place. I'm no longer afraid to die. Uh, but he also uh, works uh, at a studio, Silver Bullet, in Connecticut, who I've recorded with him before. Um, he did the Foreverest full length. Um, and he he does a lot of the the recent World Is stuff, but he does a lot of great bands. And he was asking me about how I do my direct recording and ended up getting a Captor X. And I was like, why would you get one? You have a live room that you can easily, you know, like use as an ISO booth. I know how you do it. Like, like what benefit is this going to give you? And um, he said, it's like overdubs. And like, once you're getting into things that are like, like less, more removed from like the core guitar part, it like streamlines things because then you've got a couple different cabs you can just switch through. And so it's like, it even makes sense for him there, but um, I'm the same way of, I have an album that I've essentially finished writing at this point. Um, I have like a song to finish um, writing. But, um, it's like almost there. The big holdup on recording it has been figuring out where I can record really loud tar in the room because I want feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a noise pop album, and so I want feedback, and I want to just be standing in front of an amp turned up all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I don't know where I can do that, um, and I could I could go to Silver Bullet or I could you know go go to studio in the city um i have friends who do that kind of stuff but it's like it's like this is the most simple thing yeah and i feel like i don't want to spend a lot of money like i want it to be like less polished than that but i can't figure out how to do it and so i've still (laughs) that's just been my my mental delay and i'll probably just you know pay the the money for one day i mean because album is like 13 minutes long so it would not be long to record the songs um yeah, every song is like a minute to two minutes long it's oh shit um, is that a solo project is it or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that's how i broke my never been able to write music on my own uh okay like, yeah cycle yeah. was what if the songs were as simple as possible and um just like super short like just get the idea out there and that's it and so it worked that's awesome yeah i guess that just reinforces how like space in new york is the premium yeah 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 and yeah it's like even just thinking of like where multiple different practice spaces my band have used there's like the hourly spaces that you rent and you or even at the like lockout studios, usually you can hear every band in the hallway mm-hmm. practicing at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's not ideal for uh, if you're doing vocal. Like I've had a lot of friends who will go and do stuff in those spaces, and they'll be like, "Yeah, everything was cool except we had to take a five-hour break because some <laughs> guy was practicing his blast beats next door, so yeah, we couldn't yeah. record vocals." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense. I've I've like made recordings work in spaces like that, but it's like yeah, you're really like it's like working around construction noise. Yeah, it's yeah. torture. 
unless you yeah. make it part of the music then right. that's the only way to to make it work i've always wanted to just put set up a mic in the hallway of uh like some of the practice spaces that we practice at, and then just stack everything so it'd just be like because sometimes i'll walk out and i'll be like wow that's like one of the most interesting metal bands I think I've ever heard. And then I realize it's an Ed Sheeran cover crossed with like uh, whatever else, like Kaiser Chiefs. And it's, uh, I mean, it's one way to make new music, I guess, just mash everything in. It is interesting hearing, like, it's sort of like you feel like you're invading on someone's privacy until you realize they're playing like a hundred watt Marshall turned all the way up or something yeah. in a non-soundproof room. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's interesting hearing, like, uh, at my space, I've heard, like two people playing songs from the like mario like <laughs> guitar and drums and like so usually like you know i walk in it and it'll be on like a sunday morning or something you know i'll get there at 10 and like i'll just hear like the music and i'm just like oh this is sick and then i buy then i hear them actually what they're playing i'm like oh no this is like not a sick version <laughs> but but i'm here for the idea you know yeah like, i respect it that's my shit yeah enjoy the bit yeah, yeah. Mm. One practice space I've gone to has a DJ practice room. Oh God, so does so ours. Yeah, the the band of combining all the practice rooms always sounds like a new metal band. Oh my God, because it's like no matter what you combine uh, of like you know a like a metal band or a jam band or like yeah whatever with the DJ scratches going over it, it always sounds like <laughs> yeah I love straight. It. <laughs> I think I'd be worried. I'd be super. I'd be like, this is giving me ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's coming back. I mean, it's back. Oh, yeah, uh, it's back. Yeah, it's back. Uh, yeah, left, maybe. My uh, most listened to artist of 2023 so far is Corn. Oh, there we oh, go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm just fully in my new metal phase. Gone back, yeah, back to it. Yeah. I mean, mm, yeah, I never went through that phase, but maybe I should. Mm, I never left just... it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I always loved yeah. it, and then I didn't. I didn't get why people. Well, I, I that's a lie. I, I fully understand why people don't like it. Yeah, but yeah, it's just great. Yeah, plus you just really suit wearing a trench coat all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, new rocks last forever. <laughs> that is what they say. <laughs> Something we've like found ourselves talking about with the bunch of people on this podcast is like the whole work-life balance of like working in music doing music for fun doing videos or making pedals and then also playing in bands like do you how do you keep things balanced do you have anything that helps you stay balanced yeah i mean that's something that i uh was starting to have to work on um like right before covid and then just the like complete lockdown, like a real delay on it of like nothing's real. Like there's nothing else I can do. So mm-hmm. like video games was my was like getting really into video games was my escape from that, and that worked. Um, and I mean it. It's still like that's something to do to like like chill out. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I I in bands I my videos and i my day job is at vox amps and so i'm like thinking about gear all day every day yeah and um it's uh you know there's a lot of times where it's like 
had a long day at work. I come home and I have to edit a video because I got to post mm-hmm. it tomorrow. Yeah. And it's just like, this is, uh, it's a lot. And yeah. I, I basically just settled on as much as I love music and gear and everything. It's not my hobby in the same way that it was before. Mm-hmm. And so I just found other hobbies and found other things to like keep me um, like fulfilled in the way that like music was always and still is. Um, and like, you know, that's not to say that I don't enjoy music or I don't like play all of these pedals outside of the like time filming with them. Um, mm. But it's just not like before I would like finish work and then, when I like didn't have demos to work on, I just work, whether it was practicing or messing with pedals or trying to write music, I just work on music until like 11 o'clock and then, you know, watch something on TV or a YouTube video and then go to sleep, you know? Um, like that's all I did was music and it was like the outlet, the creative outlet. And like, it was the thing that was like fulfilling even when I wasn't, going anywhere with it like yeah. when i wasn't writing music or um like having anything to show for it and so i mean i still have that and i think i'm like just it's like kind of more like how i think about it than it is like the reality of my relationship with music but um i basically i got into photography and mm-hmm. um like learning a lot about photography and mm-hmm. what's big in New York is street photography and like kind of this like like whole world of um like kind of finding um like interesting moments in kind of mundane everyday mm-hmm. just like people walking to work or like you know just walking down these busy streets in Manhattan and so um like that it's like doing that and kind of thinking about it in relationship to music and like all these things that I've like all my opinions about music and things I've learned about music and my habits with like being creative with music are applicable to so many other things. Um, Cause they're not the technical skill of how to play guitar and uh, the, you know, technical understanding of like how a circuit works, that's, you kind of can't translate that to anything else, but all of the things of like, what makes a good song, what is interesting about normal song structure versus trying to do something different, like the uses of everything. It's like, that's all applicable to every other form of art. And so I've just kind of been branching out and, you know, kind of having that like artistic outlet and where I like really mm-hmm. just like think about art and, you know, all that uh, be about other things. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's like I started dating my current partner a, a couple years ago and that was also a big change of like, I don't want to always be working on videos. Mm-hmm. And yep. so it changed, like, how I, like, film. It wasn't like, oh, I can film any day and I can film, you know, what. It's like, okay, I'm trying to 
get these out of the way at this specific time. And it's kind of like, um, just like really like kind of more, um, like structure, but not like, and like not a rigid or like work way, but like structure of like, these are separate parts of, they're all separate parts of me. Um, mm. and I read, uh, these two books, um, this year or one was last year, one was this year, how to do nothing and, um, 4,000 weeks, um, uh, which is by the author's estimate, the average number of weeks in a person's life. And both of them are basically like anti-productivity culture, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. basically what us in America do. And I think that has bled out to most of the world um, is like, you should monetize your hobbies. You should mm -hmm. be working always. Like everything you do should have some value yeah. to people. Um, and uh, like, any, like you should be making money on things. You should be like not wasting time. And yeah. when you want to relax, that should be watching current TV show that everybody's watching or yeah. like, mm. you know, keeping up with like society yeah, in yeah. a way that like it's draining and mm -hmm. it gets to a point where I think a lot of people feel this way, uh, especially after having to focus on relaxation during the complete lockdown period of COVID mm -hmm. of, um, okay, I don't want to watch this thing. I don't want to watch this thing that everybody's talking about. I don't like, like all these things, they're just not interesting to me right now. And I have a list of shows I want to watch. None of them are, none of them feel right right now. But I'll, I'll try to find something different. And it's like, that's part of like, everything is a task. You can check off the list. And so I've been trying to like, not do that. Um, which is a big uh, task. Um, you know, it's a lot to just, you know, I'm not perfect at it, but even just like in how I play video games, I've been playing games that I want and then the games that are like the big thing everybody's talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, maybe I'll play it later, but like, it's not like, I'm not trying to keep like a to-do list. I'm not trying yeah. to like mm -hmm. catch up with things. Um, I'm like, you know, movies, I'm watching stuff that's just like older and what like interests me in the moment and not like, mm. it's like essentially trying to like decide what to do, like as it comes and mm -hmm. not like just be caught up in that system. And part of that is like, I used to always listen to music. Yeah. When I was driving anywhere when I was working on things, you know, always now i listen to a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. and i then listen to music in between that but there's a lot of times where i'll just be like okay i'm gonna not listen to anything yeah. and yeah. like i'll go spend an entire day alone out of the house with no headphones and it, it like Wild. you yeah. know kind of like creates a different relationship with world and so like yeah just trying to like make music special um mm -hmm. in the way that it is and not let it be 
to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm like, I've been going on for like uh, 10 minutes about this, but no, no, this it's, is fascinating. It's something I think about a lot. Um, also because like in, cause I'm in the same situation where I do music as a day job and outside that, you know, do videos and do bands and everything. And I was the same with, I used to just have music on 24 seven. And now I find that I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to stuff like that. And I'm actually, the times I listen to music, I'm, choosing what i want to listen to rather than being like what should i put on or i'll just bang this playlist on there's so yeah. much more like decision in that and uh i for me that was a massive like reset for me because i got hugely burnt out with just doing music 24 7 and i and got to my i was like if i don't change this i'm gonna like hate this you know i'm gonna hate doing all this and uh yeah when you said then about choosing to take it away was i found that to be very freeing for me personally yeah it's like it it's more it feels more special when you're specifically choosing it as opposed Mm -hmm. to just like it's always having to happen and Mm. so like yeah even just like when i'm in the car if i can't think of what music to listen to i'll just listen to a podcast and then maybe in 15 minutes I'd be like, oh yeah, like let me put this thing on and I'll mm. go back. But like I won't like I used to like dig through like mm-hmm. my playlists and like all the recommended stuff for me. And it's like, yeah, yeah. What am I what am I searching for? Um and I've also been thinking a lot about like local bands and like the thing I think about a lot is the bands that like bands that we love played with. And they were small and then never recorded anything or went anywhere. And it's like, that's so interesting to me of like, now a lot of what we do, if you have nothing to show for it in the end, it's kind of not worth it. Mm. If you put out an album and people don't listen to it, it just becomes another thing that sits on Spotify. Um, And so trying to like, because of, um, I don't know if it's just because of COVID or if it's also because I'm getting older, but like I'm having a harder time finding local shows. Um, mm-hmm. And, but I'm like trying to now make that effort to like what is actually happening yeah. and like experience music that way, because um, kind of like how we were talking about with um the waiting with prototyping pedals, waiting for something and then only getting it occasionally, yeah, and then having to wait again, yeah, like makes it really stick with you in a way that just like, oh, this album came out, I should listen to it. You put it on, oh, everybody said this was really good, but maybe that makes me think that it's not that great. And yeah. So now it's like, eh, it's pretty good. I'd give it like a six out of ten. And I put it on my playlist for the year, yeah. and then I never listened to it again. Yeah, and it's like that's that's how I was listening to music for a bit there, and it's like that's that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's, yeah, I was gonna say it's, there's like a weird parallel with like the film photography where you're talking about like there's something because you can get if when you're taking photographs you can get obsessive about taking stuff and getting the right shot, but the fact that you can't see a photograph until it's been developed is like so weirdly 
freeing i think like it's like a really strange and then when you eventually get that film developed it's such a different experience to just if you'd taken 10 photographs on your phone and they were just there sitting in you sort of appreciate it there's like a different weight to it i think exactly Mm. yeah that's kind of what sparked everything was that the weight and then like it's two separate acts of yeah doing something and then appreciating what you did you Mm -hmm. can't do that all in one and then move on so it lengthens the experience yeah and like you know a lot of times when i'm just like yesterday i was in manhattan for like four hours or so no headphones walking by myself (laughs) and um taking photos that i won't see for another week and so I don't know if they'll be good or bad, but I know that it was fun to do it. Mm-hmm. It makes me appreciate that part more. And then I'll see them and it's like, oh, this one, I don't remember taking this one. That's fun. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that more. And then if I post it to Instagram and nobody likes it, I still had more appreciation and just posting it the moment I take it and getting. Straighten your phone, you know. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been like messing with the idea of making um, a pedal zine, mm-hmm. um, and kind of like doing that with Patreon. But then also, like, I've been trying to figure out a way of like doing both through the Patreon, and then you could like also buy it separately, um, like. Or like the leftover ones from yeah. the pressing mm. or whatever, the printing or whatever. But like, um, just the idea of like making what we look at on Instagram something more permanent. Mm. You know, um, like, like I'm trying to like break out of the like it really to create the balance of like appreciating music and like like the work life balance. It's really been won't yeah. be sucked in by like everything that the tech world wants us to do yeah mm. it's uh, i've always been surprised that there's no service that just takes an entire instagram feed and prints it as a book feel like that would be like i think you'd have such a deeper appreciation especially for artists or anyone who's creating stuff when you get everything in that context you seem to it it's it's so uh what's the word it's just too immediate, I think, at the minute. Like the internet is just instant gratification, and it's taken right. that away, makes it feel much better. It's it is a strange, it's a strange sort of mental. Well, that's phenomenon. the opposite of what they what they were, you know. Yeah, getting all conspiracy yeah. now, but like you know, the I guess the companies want you to be constantly looking for that hit because that's how they force advertising to you. Yeah. Every. I mean, I say that as someone that you know readily goes on the internet yeah so do i yeah like oh me too (laughs) yeah 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 i mean it's like it's instagram is amazing and Mm. like i would not know either of you if it weren't for instagram true yeah i wouldn't know so many people i wouldn't like experience so many things i would know nothing about my new interest in film photography or i probably would have been able to find film photography, but not the niches in it, the street mm-hmm. photography and, you know, the different things if it weren't for Instagram and YouTube. 
it's like, uh, how do you use it without getting what, without them, you know, the, <laughs> them, the big tech, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with my tinfoil hat on, getting what they want out of it, which is yeah. you wasting your time on it or like letting it suck you in. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's even drawbacks of like, I'm now, I'm sure both of you and a handful of people listening to this have been victim to me responding to a message from you 10 days later because I've turned off all notifications on my phone. Cause it's like, yeah. if I'm going to use Instagram, I'm, I'm going to use it. It's, and yeah. you know, it's like there's downsides to like getting off, but it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. I think it's healthier know. overall. It's just cause otherwise it just dominates. Do you know, I get it all the time where I'm having to respond to someone and I'm thinking, Oh, I've got to do it. Ace, asap like just get it done and then it's it's not actually as important as it feels and it's definitely sort of designed like that so that you do feel this sort of weird you know you've got your big flashing red notification that something's happened like it's designed to make you go oh shit i've got to i've got to click it now um but yeah fighting against that i think is like weirdly it's freeing it's a it's an odd it's, it's such a strange uh thing to, to just ignore it does just feel nice like some sort of strange therapy and so that's yeah. my that's my strategy of uh just not like having everything have all the importance of what it needs to be on instagram it's just yeah. like i don't look at how many and like i feel like saying this might sound like very like when celebrities say they don't look at the tabloids or reviews of their movies or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I don't like watch how many views my videos get. I also don't respond to the comments or look at them unless I'm yeah. in the mood of like, I should go in and like answer some questions and thank people for all the nice things they say. It's not yeah. because there's a lot of negative things and I'm avoiding them. It's like if I, even though I have the app on my phone and like, I do check to make sure it's like, the video live like is it getting views it's like once it's yeah. that it's like okay i'm i'm uh i'm good i don't need to like keep checking this because it's like yeah it, it's all like pulling you into that like cycle and so mm-hmm. what i've been trying to do is stay away from the cycle and you know do nothing uh, which is just do things that are like filling to only me and are maybe like kind of things that I can't even like post about on Instagram. Like, you know, they're not exciting. They're not, mm-hmm. um, you know, anything. And it's just enjoying regular stuff. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to get caught up in the, you know, the like, oh shit, I haven't, I haven't posted today. Like I hear people say that, especially yeah. working with bands. I hear bands say that all the time. Or we haven't done, we haven't done our socials today. We haven't checked this and that. And, it, but it like i never i never blame anybody because the way everything's worded especially with youtube it's like oh you just uploaded this it's ranked this out of um, your last 10 videos or compared to other videos oh, I hate like, that stuff. yeah i just like pff, i can't look at otherwise i'm like why yeah the emails <laughs> with the stats are so depressing it's like oh, yeah <laughs> you're down this month much on last month it's like mm-hmm. fucking why would i want to know that and it's just if i'd asked for it the Spotify ones make me laugh because I'll be like, I've got like uh, the Spotify stats for like my band that's going for 10 years. 
and yeah. my like solo stuff that I don't put I just do for me and I don't put any yeah. push into it and it'll be like oh the band has 5,000 monthly listeners and then it'll be like and the Tunnel of Reba one has four <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every time I'm just like cool do you know what mm. that makes sense I'm fine with that yeah <laughs> here's the weird thing it is like unfathom unfathomable for me to picture playing to a crowd of 5,000 people. And I don't yeah. know how many monthly listeners my foreverist, like that's the biggest band I've been. Yeah. In. But you know, it, it's like a large number as well. Like the amount of subscribers I have to YouTube, like I truly can't picture them in a no. room. Yeah. Yeah. I think the like amount of time people have watched my videos, just like the, like, screen time of the video actively playing on the screen mm -hmm. is longer than my life <laughs> you know? and when you start thinking about that it, yeah. gets, it starts it's, getting weird <laughs> it's like yeah. that is crazy and then it tries to make you feel bad of like oh you only got a hundred views <laughs> yeah, yeah. or yeah. you only have four monthly listeners and it's like mm. i've had the time of my life playing to a room of four people oh yeah yeah, yeah. four yeah. people is a great number of people Mm. I've played the less people than four people. Yeah, I've played the one. Me too. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, there, and there's a lot of stuff on the internet gets no likes or no views or you know is at. I forget what the website is called, but there's a website that shows you Spotify songs with zero plays, and there's just a lot out there that nobody has played. Like the person who made it didn't even go didn't in even to listen, listen on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, and so the whole thing has been framed as like, like I think it's I think people are I hear a lot of people afraid of like, like kids just want to be famous and like that yeah. kind of thing, and I don't think that's like quite as bad as way these like the internet has basically tricked our brain into thinking. 10 is not a good number. 100 mm. is not even a good number. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's into the thousands where you're doing okay. Yeah. Like to be really good, you should get over 100,000 or whatever. And it's like, yeah. Like that doesn't really make sense to me because no, once you picture those as real people, yeah. You can yeah. have a conversation with and like, like be in a room with. It's like, that's 10 is great. If I had 10 people in a day tell me they like liked my shirt. Yeah, I'd be like so happy when I get ten likes on an Instagram post. My instinct is to be like, "Oh, that's that's not great." Yeah, you know, but you need a small, you need like a small town's worth of people to like it to be valid. You know, mm. Mm. it's yeah. it's fucked up. So yeah, it's, I, it's, it's just like I think I like uh, talking about that stuff, and I've been reading a lot of like like those two books I mentioned, but. Yeah, uh, I've also been reading like a lot of like art theory books and like stuff that's just like thinking about stuff in the way that people did before internet or in a way that's separate from the internet because mm -hmm. like thinking back to like playing a DIY show where you know there was 10 people in the crowd that's a great night and like yeah. you know like it's just like I'm going to be on Instagram and I'm going to like put a lot of my time into something that is trying to get attention from people. If I was disappointed every time a video did less 
use than the previous one, which has ruined my life because it's always, yeah. um, mm. you know, and uh, I think I will take more chances on like, small builders for videos, like take a chance as in like, I haven't heard about your pedal, but that sounds interesting. Like, sure. Yeah. I'd love to, to do a demo. And then those videos don't do as well, but like at sometimes that's like everything to that person. And that mm -hmm. sometimes is like what you need to get started. And so it's like, you know, trying to think about like the actual people, the actual community yeah, and not like trying to like turn making videos into work where I need to look at metrics and make oh, plans God, yeah. and like, yeah, you know, taking it as it comes. It's just about keeping it, keeping it true to what you want out of it as well. It's the same, like for me, like I would just do the things that I want to watch and like, yeah, like, Often that is that seems to be not what some people want, but like as soon as you start f pushing stuff out, and I've had it with recording too. If I start working on stuff where I don't, it doesn't get me excited or anything. I'm like, oh, this is like the wrong direction to go in. <laughs> I've got to like stay true to it, and yeah. Otherwise, it's just another job that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like we, with watching the things that you want, I think like having a conversation about whatever like movie interested you enough to watch it is like so much, like that's going to get everybody's interest just as much. If you bring up, mm -hmm. you know, the recent movie that came out that everybody's talking about, you know, yeah. it's like, we're like trained into this idea of thinking that it isn't important. Or, um, I'm like obsessed with M night Shyamalan and um, every time I bring up one of his movies to someone or like that I've watched them all recently, everyone has questions and wants to, to talk about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Comes back to, doesn't it? Like if you talk about what you're passionate about and do what you're passionate about, there's always going to be someone that's interested in it. And I mean, that's kind of connect it to, uh, pedals. That's kind of what, Oh Yeah process of like I said earlier I, I kind of have more of a um, like punk mentality of making the demos and that's kind of what that means is like not following not trying to do clickbaity thumbnail or like whatever and I truly think in terms of anything a band a company YouTube channel anything like doing your thing and finding the people who are interested in it will always be more valuable than following what you should be doing. Even if following what you should be doing gets more attention, it's like less um, connected attention. And so, um, you know, I have same people who comment on every video and have been for years that I post yeah. and it's like that's amazing that's a person that I've never met and probably never meet and they're like fully interested enough to be exposed to a new pedal they might not have heard of or clicked mm -hmm. on the video for um, and so that's kind of like 
my goal as opposed to, okay, I got to get a Chase Bliss pedal and then a Walrus pedal and then a mm. like, mm. you know, Strymon pedal so that I can keep like what's guaranteed views going mm -hmm. so that, you know, I get enough like ad money from YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's like those pedals are interesting to me too, but you know, I like don't have to structure everything around it. And so it gives me freedom. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it's just, there's so much to say about everything. And like you say, it doesn't, it's not even just with pedals and YouTube. It's like, this has been going on in bands for all this time. And yeah, it's a deep topic. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, I feel like that's a probably a good place for us to wrap it. Otherwise, I could literally talk to you about I this reckon, all day. So, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, man, mm. thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. It's been fascinating. Yeah, cheers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I re really appreciate you guys having me on. No, of course. And where, where can uh, people find you? Because we always forget to ask oh, people yeah, to that's... plug themselves. Good thinking, but... Simon, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, after everything I just said, I should say, like, you know, like out in the world or whatever, but uh, that doesn't make any sense. So, uh, I mean, nah, like and subscribe. Or emitter. <laughs> yeah. So, after all that, um, you can uh, send me money at PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, collector emitter on YouTube. Um, I guess that's probably the best place to find me. And I've got links to other things there. I'm my name, Ian Pritchard, on uh, Instagram. If you want to look at my uh, photography that I've been doing, it's ianpritchard.jpg on Instagram. And um, and uh, that's that's the only social media I use. You can join Collector Emitter Discord. Um, that's kind of the main thing I look at these days. So, um, you know, that there's a link to that in every video on my channel. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah.